Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host Rafe Houston and today I'm joined by a very special guest. He is a full-time referee for WWN and keeps himself pretty busy popping up all over the place. How are you today, Kai Douglas? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. How are you? I am good, thanks. It's uh, bright and early in Perth, Western Australia and I believe it's your evening, yeah? I can see you're out and about. It's bright and late, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> getting in some cardio is that what we're doing uh no i just had some dinner so i'm just uh walking around out here gonna shoot the breeze with you had uh the workouts are done for the day yeah fortunately yeah. exactly just keep it moving that's awesome man yeah. so uh we've obviously got a mutual friend well when i say friend it's your brother the the uh veteran august artois uh how, <laughs> how's uh How's life uh, as the brother of a certified maniac like you? <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you said it that way because that, that's how I feel. Like our our whole lives, he's been my brother, but now I I get to say I'm I'm August Artois' brother, so that's pretty cool. Um, but it's awesome, man. We've uh, we've been fans since we were four, me four years old, him probably right around the same age. Um, and it's, it's it's always been it's always we've always been fans our whole lives and uh you know when we were young adults teenagers we started working with the in the indies and stuff setting up chairs and hanging flyers so to see where it's all come to is pretty cool yeah he said uh in our interview when we we spoke he mentioned like i asked him what his sort of first memories of wrestling were and he mentioned like you dressed up as like Ultimate Warrior, like running around the house <laughs> and doing stuff like that. So for you, what was your yeah. first memory? Because I guess it supersedes his a little bit. Yeah, it would have to be. Then he would have had to have been four or five then, because yeah, that was uh, 1990, uh-huh. and that would be right around probably one of my first memories of it. My first memories were watching Superstars, you know, on on the weekends. Uh, but yeah, going to my first live event at the Richfield Coliseum, I'll never forget that. It was, I believe, 1990, somewhere in the fall of 1990. Yeah. And then after that, anytime they come to town within a you know 100 or 200 mile radius, we were there. <laughs> That's awesome. It may, it must have been pretty amazing to see like a lot of those characters from that like era live and in person. Oh yeah, larger than life. Yeah. I mean. There's no describing, especially back in those days. You know, you're a kid still, and it's, and the business is different then. So yeah, exactly. Great, great time to grow up for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you um? So I I remember he was talking about you guys like wrestling around and uh, beating each other up and and all sort uh, stuff like that. Of course, about, of course. <laughs> yeah. About when did you start like <laughs> real training? Because obviously you were saying that uh, to me off mic that wrestling full-time is not really your goal now but at one point it was right like you were training to be a wrestler yeah I was super young um uh, like I was saying earlier about you know we were kids we kind of got into this local federation and we, we were allowed to start putting up chairs and flyers and then one day they let us set up the ring we kind of slowly went from there so I trained with a guy that was already a wrestler there and, you know, and it wasn't even, I, I've told the story many times, it, it wasn't even, I wouldn't even really call it training because I think we we, we might have went twice a week for maybe a month and, you know, 
I couldn't really tell you what we learned. We, what, what, the way I learned is from doing it in, on the trampoline in the backyard and, and by watching it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because, I mean, he, it wasn't even like a school. It, there's no name. So... Yeah, which is just like disrespectful to say I was trained. (laughs) (laughs) You just sort of picked it up over time. Yeah, I mean, to the people that have gone to real schools and and all that, like, I I don't want to say that I was trained, trained, because I wasn't. You're not rolling around in the heart dungeon. No. (laughs) Would have been cool, though. Yeah, damn it. It would have been. Stretched out a little. Yeah, exactly. For like hours on end. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not so much. Maybe that wouldn't be so cool. Yeah, exactly. The stories of Stu Hart are a little bit strange, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) So so how's it it all play out, man? Because uh, like I know the story from August's point of view and him talking about all the things he used to do. Uh, He used to do bands and rapped and and did all this stuff and in the end he saw you out there doing wrestling and, and uh refereeing and popping up doing extra work and things like that and he he decided it was kind of like maybe something he could achieve too how does your journey happen so we we're like we've rolled around we've sort of figured out what wrestling is what are some of the next sort of steps in your life do you do you pursue it wholeheartedly or are you doing like another job and you end up like changing careers? Like, like how's it all work out? So, um, in 2019, I was, uh, living back home in Cleveland, Ohio, where we're from. And I was just basically, you know, just working paycheck to paycheck. Like most Americans, you know, I was doing a construction job and it was a good job. It was good pay and everything. But, and, uh, I was, I had a business as well. Um, I was running up there, and then one day, uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, we, we decided to split up, and uh, the business went away and everything, and so I was out of a, you know, I was out of work pretty much, I was out of a place to live at that point, thankfully my brother took me in, uh, and then, and it's the funniest thing, I just happened to be scrolling through social media, and I remembered from when I used to live in Florida the first time around, there was this school called WWN in Largo, Florida. And I don't know what made me think of it, but I jumped on the website and it was right, I think it was a week before the Evolve um, 10th anniversary special on the network. Mm -hmm. And so me and my brother watched it and I was hooked. I was like, oh my God. And so when I went on the website, I found out they were having this recruitment camp, which is basically a tryout. And a seminar, you get to learn from coaches from NXT, William Regal, um, you know, get a plethora of knowledge. So I just, I packed everything that I owned into my truck, which wasn't much. And I just drove to Florida, back to Florida, and I moved here. And I just did this tryout. And it's been, I hit the ground running from there. So, I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It's a, it seems to have uh, really sort of taken off for you. I've seen you pop up so many places. Um, so when you're when you, you do that seminar, what, what's that like? Are you, are you approaching that with the the goal of being a wrestler, or are you just like I just want to sort of be involved in this business? Well, I knew coming back after being uh, away from the business for so long, I had my last match and. 2001, I, th- I believe, in yep. the year 
Yeah, okay. 2001. So think about that. It's a long time ago. Absolutely. And then I was com- and then I was completely out of it, you know, totally, you know, just a fan and sometimes not even wasn't even watching it for a, probably a decade. Yeah. So coming back into it, I knew, you know, okay, I'm 34 now at the time and let's get serious, you know, I not the biggest guy in the world, you know, I I work out all the time. I'm in good. I'm in good health and good shape. But it, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even six foot. So I, you know, I took that into consideration. I took the age into consideration, and I took the fact that I have no desire anymore to be the center of attention. You know, my whole goal every day is to chip away at the ego and just get just get back to being like I just want to help other people. And so, being a referee to me is the best job in the world because. I get to help, you know, give advice on, you know, putting together matches. I get to make – I'm the first line of defense for safety. You know, I just – I get to watch these guys and girls grow. So I went straight forward for being a referee. Yeah, amazing. And I, I think there's probably something to be said as well. Like, you are, like, so, like from what I could tell, a, a pretty athletic guy, Um and that is, and and you have those skills in your toolbox of being a wrestler and stuff. So that can only help you as far as like your refereeing kind of career goes. You know what I mean? Like there isn't, depending on referees that you see, not all of them are like super fit dudes that could maybe take bumps or do things or you know or look good on camera or all these kind of things. So that all of that gives you an advantage. I would have to think. I think so. I've always looked at uh, training as just like, just for life in general. I just feel like it's it's good to to be in good shape and stuff like that. But in this business, absolutely. You know, when I had my my tryout for the WWE, it was insane. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. And I've, you know, and I've done tryout camps for you know NFL teams and everything. So and and that was still the hardest thing I've ever done. So. I attribute a lot of that to just my whole life and, and, and being in athletics in general and just uh, always having that, you know, work ethic since a young age. I think, you know, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. So you went for a WWE tryout. Was that at the Performance Center? Yes. And was that with, like, the intention of, like, yeah, like, we need referees that can kind of keep up with that sort of pace, or was this, like, before that kind of time? Um. I don't know, really. It was uh, it was just uh, a normal tryout. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm sure they have an idea of what they what they want for each tryout, but I don't. I'm not really sure. It was just a a tryout. I got to do a couple of matches. I mean, the first few days was all the cardio and stuff, and that that's what I would say it was uh, one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. And then just got to ref some matches and stuff, and uh, you know, just see how the machine works, and it was just very inspiring. Absolutely, like like being a part of that mechanism must be be like pretty awesome because I, I mean the independents are an amazing place to watch wrestling, but I could also imagine that like the security of a machine like WWE would be pretty appealing, and and for somebody that can fill a, a whole legion of roles or whatever, that must be kind of like a pretty cool goal to sort of head towards. Yeah, especially since from, you know, like I said, being a kid and, and being a fan for over, you know, 30 years. So just being in that place, any, anytime I got tired, I would look up 
and see the logo or something, you know, and that yeah. just pushed me to keep going. Yeah, exactly. The, the, it, does that um, WWE, I guess, is more than even just a brand, right? Like it's sort of like part of the fabric of society a little bit, you know. Uh, so many of us grew up, so. up about it, you know, and it's like uh, it's it's something that will never sort of change, you know. It's so big now that it just is wrestling quite a bit, even when, you know, we maybe fall off and art in love with the products. So, I mean, being involved with it Absolutely. Yeah, it would be amazing. You were, um, you had told me before we'd done this interview, you'd sent me a, a link and stuff like that. You've done like some pretty like fun and crazy stuff as far as extra work for them as well, right? Oh, yeah. I've had the time of my life doing that stuff. I never in a million years would have thought, you know, that would be, something that's possible but yeah um so so fun to take me through a couple of like your your favorite favorite ones like uh we could probably start with the raw underground one because that one you were quite physical in that you were the first ever raw yeah. underground with shane mcmahon right yeah that was uh a week before my birthday in 2020 actually okay and uh and i got to wrestle of all people a good friend of mine dabakato at the time babatunde now commander aziz um, when I first started back in 2019, I was started with Evolve, and uh, he was the, one of the first people I got to work with in Evolve, and we've been we've been friends ever since. So, being able to have uh, our first match against each other, like after after it went off the air, we gave each other a big hug and stuff. It was it was quite a cool moment. But so that would definitely be my favorite one. Yeah. How how does that like situation happen? Like, are you just there for the day, not really knowing what's going on, and they ask you to fill a role, or do you get a call and it's pitched to you, or what, what does that all work, look like? Yeah, you just show up, and, and you know, a lot of times you don't even do anything. Uh, so it, it really just depends, I guess, on the needs. That's just me speculating, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, you just, you just go, and a lot of times you just watch the show. It's... Uh, it's a way cooler way to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do you, like, have an open invite to be there, or are they like, we're going to be here at this date, are you interested in extra work, or how does that, that all shape out? Um, I just get, like, an email, and it'll have already have the date on there, so right. I guess just whenever, yeah. So they've just got, like, kind of a pool of people that they'd use for this sort of stuff, and you just kind of get advised, like, we're going to be here... Uh, there's there could be work if you want it, sort of thing. Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, and then you walk in and then they're like, okay, so today uh, we're gonna do this Fight Club gimmick. What's everybody look like? What, what skills do you possess? Jump in there or like, do you know a few of the producers and they know what you're capable of? Or well, a funny story. Uh, Shane McMahon walked right up to me and and told me he's like, I like I like the way you look. You're in great shape. And I was like, holy shit, coming from you, I was like, that was such a compliment. Yeah, that's awesome. So so that's that's how that came about. Yeah, that's a, that's killer. So he just handpicked you. He was like, this guy will be good. Yeah. So oh. and then it just happened to be against. Uh, against my buddy so that was even cooler yeah yeah and then they're like oh okay well i suppose was the the whole thing sort of a mechanism for him for your friend i guess like that uh, i would imagine that the raw underground thing they were like this is the dude right because <laughs> he is uh, I, a honestly, mountain of a human i i don't know yeah honestly 
because it wasn't because it didn't because it wasn't around long enough. So uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique. I thought it was different. Something I think different. from what I heard, I thought people liked it. I I loved it. Obviously, I'm biased, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool too. <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe it'll come back one day. Who yeah, knows? maybe it was like it also showed that they were at least some people there are sort of listening to what is going on on the independence around that time. You know, you've got. Lots of, I mean, at the moment, even still, like death matches are really hot at the moment. Uh, you look at companies like ICW No Holds Barred and things like that. They do, you know, the the ring with the chains instead of the um, the ropes or GCW's um, blood sport with no ropes and stuff like that. So they obviously kind of someone had seen that and went, maybe there's something we can do here within this space. Yeah, now that you mention it, probably. I, w- I was thinking, see, I'm old school. I was thinking Bloodsport, <laughs> the movie. Van Damme, sick movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. That's what I always told people. I was like, yeah, it's like Bloodsport, the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, well, which is perfectly fine. Um, it was cool as well, like the, the way it all played out, and it's just like this dingy warehouse and stuff, it was just something different, which was pretty cool. Yeah, like I said, it brought a lot of energy and stuff. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. You have to just get to let loose and just you know cheer and yeah, and just go crazy. So um, so were you in up. more episodes than just that one? So obviously that one starts out you you rush him. It was it was pretty pretty fast and pretty impressive. And then were you in other subsequent episodes just like cheering around the rig and stuff? Yeah, for a couple of weeks in a row. Well, pretty much the whole time it was on, which you know I think it was only like maybe five six weeks. But yeah. Uh-huh. Um, just being around the ring was fun too. You know, sometimes you catch somebody, you like, yeah, it's falling off. It was like a, almost like a stage dive at a concert and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to wear your Sunday's best, so it was well, fun. Well, yeah, that that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, what are, what are some of the other crazier things they've had you do, man? Um, well, I was a I was a bunny at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I was hopping down the ramp at WrestleMania this year. That's uh, so that that's kind fun. of pretty crazy. Would have been pretty cool to go down the ramp. Oh yeah, just to put your foot say say I was in the ring during WrestleMania. I mean, that's and and in front of people at that after yeah. over a year with no people. I mean, yeah. There's I don't think there's anything that's going to top that moment <laughs> unless it's refing a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, but. I was guessing. I mean, bunny, bunny head or no bunny head, it, it, I was still there and it was still awesome. <laughs> and no one can ever take that from me. No, you're like, hey, I, I had an entrance at WrestleMania. Sure, I was in a bunny costume, but I was there. I know which one I was. Damn it! Yeah, I can point to it. <laughs> well, that, that's that's all that matters. Was that, it? Must be so fun doing those kind of things, like just doing these like off the wall. Um, random stuff like you've been like security guards and medics and all sorts right i think a commentator at right one point, yeah like. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the that's the fun of it you know showing up and then you don't you don't know you have no idea what you're gonna do today that's cool yeah and that like it's like, what i love about wrestling it's not like a real job you you know we'll figure it out when we get to the show yeah exactly. <laughs> what we're doing mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's break down the the refereeing a little bit. Have, have you found that uh, like that responsibility in a match is something that lends itself to you? Like, do you enjoy like taking care of the guys and and making sure it all all goes to plan? 
Oh, absolutely. Like I said earlier, um, I, you know, I, I'm the first line of defense for if somebody gets hurt, you know, and I've had to stop matches in the past before. Yeah. So, um, and especially knowing more about, you know, head trauma and stuff that we didn't know yeah. about really back, you know, back in the early nineties and stuff like that. So to be able to be, so that part of it, I love, um, and I love just being able to, like I said earlier, you know, if they need help with something or if they want to try a move, maybe they could use me as a practice dummy. So I like just being involved and being able to help them however I can. Yeah. Um, it, with, the, with the stopping the matches thing, is that something that you have the authority to do? Like if you really feel like somebody can't make that judgment call on their own, you can just go, nah, this is done. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to do it two times where the, wow. I could just tell the, the person just was not there. Yeah. You know, I was, I was talking, it was like, I was talking to the, to the wind. Yeah. What, what so happened? Like, oh no. I was like, oh no, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one time was, uh, I believe it was a, a power bomb and the guy just went to sleep yeah. and started snoring in the middle of the ring. Oh no. And so I stopped that one. And then the other one, um, he got his tooth knocked out and I thought it was just, I thought he just got hit real good, lost the tooth. No, not, no worries. But when I rolled him over to look at him and I saw his tooth, it was sticking in the other way. It was like going oh, back towards no, his throat. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him, I asked him if he knows where he's at. And I, I don't even remember what he said, but it was like, I was like, no, you're, you're done. Yeah. It, he was on another planet basically. So yeah. So, you know, who knows if that was 20, 30 years ago, uh-huh. you know, something might've happened. So I'm glad that we, like I said, I'm glad we've advanced enough uh, technology-wise and medically-wise that we can potentially save people's lives. Absolutely. Because it's, it's just, just supposed to be fun, you know. No one, yeah. uh, we're, not, we're not trying to get hurt out here. Nobody, everyone wants to go home no. to their family. So, I mean, that's kind of the polar opposite of what pro wrestling's about, right? <laughs> It's supposed to be right. at work. <laughs> no one's supposed to be getting, like, actually injured out here. Yeah, like, let's entertain each other, but let's be safe. Yeah, yeah. Please. Exactly. So, um, when you're, so you're out here, you're doing the, the extra work, you're, you're killing it with the refereeing and stuff. Uh, how does the August stuff come about? Like, are you, are you hitting him up, like, dude, you got to come out here, we're having fun. I, you guys are obviously pretty close. Or, or was he watching what you were doing and was like, I'm coming in? Yeah, uh, I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely was like, dude, like if you're if, – because we've always talked about it. You know, we've gone back and forth with it our whole lives, I think. Um, you know, we've talked about doing it even, even when we lived up in Ohio. But I told him, I said, if you're going to do it – and at the time he did start training a little bit with uh, – somebody in Ohio and uh so I say if you're if you're serious and you're really gonna do it I guess this is the place you need to be and at the time uh before the pandemic too so I was like this is the time mm-hmm. you know get down here and we were still doing the uh the, the, the tryout camps like that I came up through yep so you know so so I'm glad he he acted quickly like he did 
I mean, his entire career has been quickly. He hasn't really been playing any games, has he? It's been like nine months now, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. He's uh, he's taking after his big brother, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's a yeah great talker and a great worker and stuff, so it, it must be fun to be in those matches and see his antics and, and get involved. <laughs> it's fun, but it's more fun now for me. In the beginning, I think it, it was... I was his ref a lot more, but now I just like sitting in the back and watching because I'm just so damn entertained. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, on his interview, we talked about the um, the spear incident. Uh, he didn't really want to talk about it at the time. It was not something he was wanting to bring up. How did that uh, play out for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, they were all... I think they were... Yeah, they were all... They all super kicked each other. Mm-hmm. Or it was a spot where they either super, everyone super kicked each other, and then they all speared each other, or vice versa. But yeah, yeah. So he's everyone speared each other, and he was the last one standing besides me, and he tried it, but I'm quick. That Jesus have tried to kick in. Yeah, another ref might have got caught there, you know. But yeah. I hopped over him, and I had to give him my own spear. <laughs> Because big brother don't play. No. And then what do you do at that point? I mean, as a referee, there must be a crisis of conscience because you're like, do I now need to disqualify, like, myself? Or, like, do I need to call this match because it's uh, there's been outside interference by me? Like, what do you do there? <laughs> I went right back to counting. Yeah. What can they, you do? They were all laying down, so, you know, I, I, I speared him, and then I went right back to my count. <sighs> You know, because it's business first. I just well, had to get that out of the way. Well, in those multi-mans, right, they're usually no DQ, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So that's why I, I wasn't going to let him, I wasn't going to let him spear me on national television. Exactly. And that's not on something I, you On iPay-per-view, if you will. Yeah, exactly. If you will. <laughs> he was out of line, so, you know, you had to do <laughs> Out of line, completely out of line. Uh, yes. Did he win that match or not? Um, you know, I don't remember. Oh, Oh, well, let's, was, uh, let's pretend he did and that your uh, interference thing. played no part in in a loss. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had nothing to do with it. Exactly. I'm innocent. Yeah, that's it. So <clears throat> so what's the, the plans going forward for you, bud? You're obviously you're, you're doing full-time ref work for WWN. Uh, I know that you said you've been doing some log drives down to PWX off mic. Um is that just taking up your, all your time right now, or are there, there bigger, loftier goals? Yeah, I have um, I have one more, just um, kind of one-off show this weekend, and then yeah, the the rest of the year, I think until December. Yeah, it's uh, it's either WWN or I'm very very fortunate for um, PWX in North Carolina uh-huh. for having me. Uh, my friend, uh, he's the head referee. Kevin Pierce, awesome guy, awesome referee. Um, I'm so honored that he lets me come down, or come up, I should say. I'm used to saying down, but up to North Carolina a um, couple times a month. So, yeah, between that and then, as you know, WWN has several companies under the umbrella. So we have Shine, we have Grindhouse, we have uh, League Wars, we have ACW, FIP. So there's, there's always something going on. Uh, for WWN, and on the weeks that there aren't WWN, is PWX. So I'm very, very, very fortunate to be, uh, you know, full time. This is this is all I do. You know, I 
I go to the gym all week, and then I hit the road on Friday and come back Monday. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the dream a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's, uh, like I said, like I told you off camera, I said, it's, you know, it's tiring sometimes, and but it's nice. You know, I get to go drive all that way, and then all day Sunday and half the day Monday I get to take a nap. <laughs> exactly. Kai was telling me that the, uh, we drive down to PWX. It's a 10-hour drive each way. For me, yeah, yeah. It's so brutal. But, hey, uh, at least, you, you know, you're having an adventure and, you know, like you said, the right guys in the car and stuff. It could be a pretty fun time too. Yeah, exactly. It'll be – it's memories that, you know, because – you know, this business, we're, we're only out there for a few minutes if you think about it. You know, when you have a show, you're there for, you know, 12, 14 more or more hours, but you're only out in front of the people for just a few minutes. So it's it's all the other stuff that that makes this business so, so awesome. Yeah. And uh, the stories, the memories, the friendships, the all that good stuff, all the Wawa's and the Bucky's and all the road stuff. <laughs> You know, all that good stuff. It's all part of the lifestyle, right? And I mean, it, it must be like, I think the dream for a lot of people as well is to like, just be able to like work in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like to be around it, to to be part of it, and to be on the show and stuff. That that must all be pretty cool. And the fact that you can pay your bills and stuff like from the wrestling business, that must be a pretty cool kind of goal just in itself. Yeah, you know, and, and it makes me think too sometimes. Like, wh- what if I would have finally, you know, made this decision ten years prior? But you know, I can't think like that. You know, everything happens at its own time. Yeah. But I'm so glad I made the decision. You know, I, I only had a couple hundred bucks to my name, and I did this tryout, and I was I had never even put on a ref shirt, let alone ref a match before that. So to be where I'm at now, less than two years later, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty incredible. It is, man. Like you say, like you can, you can't look backwards because maybe ten years earlier or whatever you're doing it, you know, WWN isn't there. You're doing something else. There's other indies, and it just burns out. It doesn't really work. So they've done a really good job, sort of carving out their own sort of little world over there, you know, with their network and their iPay-per-views and stuff like that. And it's pretty awesome that they've got a sustainable model that can then, you know, help you going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, we, and we run everything just like it's like it's NXT, you know. We, we, you know, everything's, everything's organized. Everything is professional. And same with PWX. They... It's mind-blowing, the, just the production levels that, that we have for these quote-unquote indie shows, which I don't even put, I don't, I don't ever put WWN or PWX in that category. Yeah. Because they're almost like more like a, like a minor league baseball team to the majors, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, well, they, they've got the connections and stuff so. with WWE, right? Like, it's almost a little bit of a feeder system at times. It used to be, um, but I'm sure, you know, everyone's watching everything. So, um, but just from, just from a professional standpoint, which is what I'm all about, um, I couldn't be more lucky to work for those two places because like I said, it's, it's, that's, that's the dream, you know, it's, it's, that's the, that's the big stage yeah, where ab- we're at. Absolutely. And yeah, I, th- I think somebody like yourself that could, continues to demonstrate so many other skills uh, and, and everything beyond refereeing could only like lead to more things, could 
lead to continued bookings and potentially, yeah, you never know, maybe there's a door into like something like an NXT or something like that. You're regularly out there. People can, you know, see you very easily and they're like, hey, that's that ref that was also a buddy. He was a cool guy. Maybe we're bringing him in <laughs> and he's the new Earl Hebner at WrestleMania. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, crazier things have happened, right? I don't even think it's that crazy, man. Like, yeah, you, you're a hardworking dude, so I, I think it's uh, only a matter of time. I appreciate that. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. I treat, it, I treat it like a business from from the day I started. Yep. You know, I, I put everything... I lived very frugally for the last two years, and I've made sure that I give my 110% attention to this. Uh, if I'm not in the ring, I'm in the gym. If I'm not in the gym, I'm doing cardio. If I'm not doing cardio, I'm watching film. So this is this is this is this is as real as it gets. That's it. The hardest working. As, as my know. brother, as my brother would say, real and raw. Right? <laughs> real and raw and refereeing. That's that's you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Get your own shirt, mate. He he can't sue me because we're brothers. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think he can. <laughs> but he probably I'll spear him. won't. I'll spear him again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're the big brother. Like I like I said to him, I'm like, uh, there's a certain big brother power that no matter how. Uh, you know, advanced little brothers get and things like that. You've always got a certain dominance over them just mentally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got yeah. mind control over them. Exactly. <laughs> now, that's awesome. Dude, thanks so much for your time today. It was fun to have a chat, uh, be able to promo this WWN stuff and give people a peek into the life of somebody that's just out here grinding in the wrestling business, man. I think you're killing it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, like a lot, a lot of times, like, a lot of people don't really realize, you know, how hard it is or what or all the responsibilities that a ref does have. So, yeah. so well, it's you, good to talk to you. You're still out here making the towns, putting in the work, rocking up at showtime, being physical in the ring as well. And the match can't happen without you. Like with this podcast, I didn't start out wanting to do interviews with wrestlers. I was just talking about wrestling because I like it. And then as it's mm. developed, you know, interviews have happened and I love speaking to everybody, you know, uh, speak to people who run merch companies, speak to people, you know, commentators, speak to people who own wrestling companies, and, and you're actually my first referee. Um, I just think it's interesting oh, awesome. when people take that, like, further, you know, than just fandom, like, when you, you're into something and you, you take it that next step to being involved with it, you know. So, yeah, thanks for being my first referee. And uh, and thanks for putting on a great show, man. I think I think you're killing it. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, I hope you have a good morning over there. I will I'll have a good evening at Maybe the same I'll, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a good evening. That's I might cool. go back to sleep. One, if of these, I'm honest. one of these days. One of these days, I got to get over there, dude. When when the the world reopens and things like that. You should definitely come check out Australia. I know I'll definitely be back to the states as well. So if we ever end up in the same place, uh, we'll have a beer and ch- have a chat. Sounds good. I'll bring my gear just in case. Hey, you always got to be ready, right? I'll bring the bring the stripes. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> exactly. I know some people. We'll, we'll hook it up. All right. So Kai, tell the people where to find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Kai Douglas WWN, and uh, I have a Twitter, but at the same name, but I don't really, I retweet people's cool inspirational quotes, but that's about it. But I'm most active on Instagram. So come catch me over there. Absolutely. I find Twitter could be a bit of a hellscape. 
So <laughs> I also prefer to <laughs> do my uh, business in Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot easier. And it, it takes you back to basics. But like when you were a kid, pictures, easy, simple. Look at the pictures. Exactly. That, that's how I <laughs> do it. you got to read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not interested in words. Right. Exactly. Back to the basics. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. So everybody, remember, for Kai Douglas and for Faces and Feels, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feelscast, Twitter, at Faces Feelscast, and Facebook, at Faces Feelscast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view.